0: Start things off Monday Night Raw. Shield comes out to a promo. Basically, you know, Roman Reigns talking cash shit about, you know, their resume. They can go on all night, you know, flossing their championships, you know, him and Seth. Outcome Dolph Ziggler, you know, Drew McIntyre, Braun. And they're basically trying to convince Dean Ambrose, you know, like, you don't need the Shield. You know, you should leave him whatever and you know while Roman and Seth were doing their thing showing off their belts you know of course obviously on purpose they just had Dean looking like a lost puppy dog you know while they're holding up their belts and shit he's just sitting there hands like you know on his fucking belt loops like damn (laughs) kicking dirt like (laughs) gee I wish I had something to hold up so you know like the question I want to pose to you is should he turn heel uh Cause I mean, as the night went on, they showed that the shield is the shield. The shield unit is strong, but like, just asking your opinion: Do you think he should turn heel and turn against the uh, the shield and feud against uh, Roman Reigns and Seth? or do you think they should just keep it where it's at? It's too early,
1: you know. They just got the shield back together. You know, it's it's always been off timing every time they've tried to have the shield reunite. Yeah. So I feel like everybody's healthy, and clearly, you know. I I know Vince has to be just, you know, in gorilla position, just happy because Roman's out there and people are,
0: you know, cheering, you know, so I... Shit, they were still saying, as they came out, people were saying Roman sucks. Like, so they're not, like, still rocking with this dude. Like, they're cheering for the shield, if this makes any sense, but booing and saying Roman Reigns sucks, I guess.
1: Well, we we mentioned that weeks ago about how they're using the shield as a cover-up because Roman's not going to get that pop. Man... Uh, I don't I don't want it to happen yet because I feel like you know we should at least keep it going for a couple more months at least wait till like WrestleMania or after WrestleMania or something.
0: And it has to be as iconic as the Seth turn. It was yeah that was a big thing. So like if they do pull the trigger on that, yeah I can agree with you. Like it has to be at WrestleMania or something big, and it has to happen at a time where we don't expect it. Like okay, you guys teased it this past Monday. Let that shit die down for a couple months, and then. Pull it out on us, type shit. Like I could respect it more than that, but I can agree with you. Also, I feel like it's a little too early, and that's why when I was watching Raw, I'm just like, the way Dean was acting, I'm like, yeah, they're they're really planting seeds right now for this eventual heel turn. Just by the way he's looking in the fucking ring, he ain't mm-hmm. even said shit. Just his body language is like he's not feeling this right now. Yeah. Being the only one out without without gold and shit. So, well, I you know the
1: episode started off, I was like, no fucking way they're gonna do this this early. I was, I was I was watching episodes, I was like, no way. So I just kept watching, obviously it didn't happen. But I was like, hey, no way they're going to break it up a, a month into it. Like, it didn't yeah. make no
0: sense. <laughs> Got uh, way more merch to move. I guarantee you we're going to get like Shh. eight more Shield shirts before that shit happens.
1: Yeah, yeah there's just too much money. Uh,
0: and then, of course, like later on in the show, Seth, like later on, bumped into Drew and was telling him about how he should be the one to break away from his group. Yeah. I kind of dug that because it's like I've been saying this for a couple weeks now. Like Drew is ready; he needs his own push. I'm the, the tag team shit's growing on me. I'm not too much of a fan of them aligning themselves with Braun, but Drew's ready. So like I liked how they kind of just addressed that a little bit, and I'm looking like hmm. <laughs> maybe I should do that. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I was happy when they went up to him because. You know, uh, Drew can stand off by himself.
0: Hell yeah, without without question. That's why I'm like, yeah, it, it's time, man, definitely.
1: Yeah, I I was pretty happy about that. But then you had uh, you had uh, Dolph go up to Seth. You know, one of the little segments, and uh, at first Dean was like, you know, trying to get out you know get out my face, get out my face. But then he sat there and actually listened to him. Yeah. So yeah, they're just you know slowly just
0: planting, planting seeds. Yep. Uh, next up for Monday Night Raw is the triple threat women's tag match where Brie Bella ends up injuring. I mean, I know this has been talked about on plenty of podcasts this week, but hey, we got to give our take on the shit, too. But yeah, Brie Bella ends up, yes, kicking the shit out of Liv Morgan's face and has her fucking go limp in the middle of the ring. We've been saying, uh, like, when she was fucking up suicide dives, that it was, like, a bad look and they need to, they need to let her go practice some more or just take her out of the ring completely. Now we're her actually, and it doesn't matter, okay, yes, yeah, she apologized, of course you're going to fucking apologize. You're not going to just sit there and be like, yeah, knocked you out, no problem, I'm not going to acknowledge it, I'm not going to apologize. So I'm not going to be like, oh, that clears the slate because she apologized. It still goes back to that conversation that needs to be had. Y'all were never really that good in the ring. And now you trying to adopt Daniel Bryan style to your ring style because you had none? This is the outcome now. Is it, Are we going to be risking talent here just because you guys want... I can't even call it a nostalgia act because that was a waste of fucking time when the Bellas were on TV back in the Diva era. So it's like now that somebody got injured, can we have a serious conversation about how they're not missed or needed? Yes, they get a reaction from the crowd. I'm not going to sit there and act like I'm tone deaf, like I can't understand and hear what's on my television. Yeah, they get a reaction, but it's not for their ring work. What is your take on this? Like, we've been talked about how we think that they need to go, but like I said, this whole injury shit. I don't know. That shit looked really brutal on
1: TV. Like, for her to, like, literally go limp and, like, she can't even fucking roll over, like, yeah. She had to
0: basically get dragged to her corner, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah, they had to drag her there, and then she barely could stand on the fucking apron. Like, yeah, that shit was wild to me to see. But I guess, I guess, I don't know. I saw a question on Twitter. It was like, so, you know, you guys are going after Brie Bella, but where the fuck was all these people when Seth was injuring Sting and Seth was in, injuring uh, Finn
0: Balor? Oh, Seth got his shit. Seth got his burn online. People were fucking sitting there talking shit about him, just like they talked about Sasha when she fucking injured Paige. Right. You know, like, I mean, people, like, you know, the online warriors always get on their keyboards and start, you know, crusading for some shit. But, like, yeah, her, though, it's just, like, you've, it's just worse for her because since you've came back, you've been doing nothing but fucking up.
1: Yeah, but, but you know, to add on to that, I felt like this shit was just way worse because, like, yeah, like her ass went limp on live TV, like sleep. Like literally she was like on all fours but like not really though, just slept. Like it was it was so ugly to watch. And then and then for them to cut to break and then come back and then she's not even at the ring anymore cuz usually they try to let you at least stand on the apron. But for her to go back and no, yeah. she was,
0: she didn't even leave the whole match. She was ringside the whole match. These dumb motherfuckers on commentary talking about oh, Liv Morgan's on, in the back, and they, she's blatantly on the side of the fucking ring with the Oh, run, I didn't the even doctor. see it. Well, it's yeah, like commentary yeah. said it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. as Corey Graves was, or it was either Graves or uh, Michael Cole that was saying it. As they were saying it, she's on camera on the ringside on the floor. Like yeah, she's getting tended to.
1: Yeah, it was just yeah wild.
0: Yeah, I was just shocked that they even let her back in for that suplex spot. Like, supposedly she's the one that wanted to do it, and I guess, you know, because, you know, seeing from other wrestlers like, you know, X-Pac, I'll use him as an example, uh, he had tweeted about it, and he was saying basically, you know, when you're in the ring and this kind of shit happens, your body just kind of goes into autopilot mode, and you just – so that's why she kicked out. It wasn't because she was, like, aware of it. It was just, like, on autopilot. So basically you just want to keep going, so – I guess I can understand it to that sense, but it's like, no, you took two nasty blows to the face. Like, you gotta sit the fuck down, especially, and you could see the ref telling her, you gotta get out. Right after that shit, like, when she was trying to, like, get tagged out, ref was trying to, like, you got to go, get out. And Ruby was getting in, to, you know, yeah. get, you know, it was like, yeah, that was just, but it was just all bad. after that happened,
1: like, the whole match kind of just, like, died. Like, the, like, the, the... The wind got knocked out of the sails. Like yeah. it was just kind of a dead match after that, because like you could just tell everybody's like, yeah, that shit just happened. Yeah, they're
0: focused on that. You know, I could I can believe that Ruby and Sarah Logan was probably fucking like, damn, I hope she's okay. That looked pre- probably pretty bad from their point of view. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it looked bad on on TV. Just being like actually on apron like that, they've been like, yeah. oh my god. Man. I don't know, man. I just I just think, uh, I think it's just time for them to just hit the old dusty trail, man. Just stick to your reality television shows. You got your little clothing lines or whatever it is. Side ventures. You guys have Wrestling's not your calling anymore. You know, like you guys came in at a dead period where we didn't have too many options. Women's wrestling wasn't taken that serious. You guys were just paraded around in bikinis and shit, but it's a different day and age and you're not needed there anymore. So it's like just after this whole shit goes down with evolution, like just hit the dusty trail. It's it's time. It's done. I mean, I don't know what the hell Nikki's doing, you know. But like Bree, you got a kid now. You're married. You should just try to play that home life a little bit. Worry about your business. You know, be around your family. Don't be taking people's lives, you know, and putting them in fucked up situations where these young kids might get their career cut short just because you' too busy chasing the light. You had it. It's done.
1: I I have a feeling they're gonna be around for a while.
0: That'll be the dumbest decision on WWE's part. You got too many women that you don't even know what to do with right now. That's why Ember Moon's just floating. Nia Jax is back now, and I guarantee she's going to float around. You put all the eggs in the Ronda Rousey basket, and you're going to insist on trying to push them for what reason? Besides being stupid, there's no reason for it at all. Like, There's not even a nostalgia act. Like I said, you can't even say that about it. Nobody, nobody. Damn, you remember that one time? They had that match or that, or that back. No, there's none of that shit. So hey, you hit it with the uh, damn wish. Wish Nikki and Bree were here. Right. You know what I mean? That shit, though, no, that's not happening at all, man. Uh, but moving on, though, yeah, Raw to me really wasn't nothing. I was just I was uh, will mentioned though, I was happy to see Authors of Pain in the main event because I automatically assumed that Baron was going to end up picking before the match was made. I was assuming Baron was going to pick, you know, Dolph and Drew. So I was like, okay, yeah, another match of the same shit. But it was cool to see them pull a fast one on us and let it be AOP. That was pretty dope. Considering they've been MIA to sparingly used to being, you know, injected into the main event, I just thought that was cool for them.
1: And then I, uh, I thought the Revival and, uh, versus McIntyre and Dolph match was uh, just a really great wrestling match just in general. Uh, the Revival showed out. Uh, the, rest, the wrestling was just crisp like every move was just like they had full energy uh nothing was botched to me that was that was the dopest match of the night um just want to give a quick shout out to the revival I know they're never going to get the belts or get that look but you know they definitely deserve the shit
0: Yeah, they've been nice for some time, like I've said, off, Mike. I don't know what it is with WWE. They've been proved themselves since NXT. Yeah, they hit their nasty little stints with injuries, but that shit's in the past in the rearview mirror now. I think it's time to move forward. And after The Shield, I would say, yeah, either put the belts on The Revival or AOP, unless you get a different tag team in the picture. But those would be my two picks. Like, they're deserving over anybody else right now on the Raw brand. Uh, Moving to SmackDown. So Rusev and Aiden English, another day in their saga, you know, they're splitting out. And apparently, I mean, I forget, I'm not going to spit the shit verbatim, but basically it was a little back and forth about how Aiden English was telling Rusev that everything was fine and dandy before Lana got in the picture and shit and, you know, making him try to look at her differently. And then he goes on to suggest that something had happened. With, you know, including Lana. Something had happened, including Lana, in Milwaukee, of all places. I don't know what's there really to do out there. No shots. No me, no offense by that. But, like, yeah, I don't really know what's going on out there, what took place. Like, so they just kept going on that throughout the night about what what happened in Milwaukee. So where do you think they're going with this angle? I mean, they're, they're I guess they got plans for this shit. But, like, to me personally, I'm not really interested in the shit. Because to me, I feel like those old... Even though this kind of shit happens in real life to this day, it's not like that shit changed in life. But I feel like that's just like an old-style gimmick to do where the woman is fucking around. Like, yeah, you know, this whole time I've been fucking around with your tag team partner. Ooh, like on some soap opera shit. Like, that's... To me, I just feel like that's old and outdated. Like, that's an old storyline to try to use.
1: I, I have a weird feeling that this, this has nothing to do with sex. Like I that's gotta,
0: what I'm saying like, well yeah like what else could it be cause the way you pro- the way they propositioned it that's the way I feel like w- what else could it be cause I have
1: I have a weird feeling there's gonna be something fucking goofy and it has nothing to do with sex
0: I would assume with the product being what PG or PG-13 yeah. like I would assume
1: that, that that's my guess but I mean I don't know it's just it's stupid that we're even doing this shit because Rusev Day was fucking bank like that's money you're you're selling merch you know, which you guys love to do. You but get the bar still
0: together. The bar still together, though. Even though shame or not shame, I, I I'm okay with Sheamus. I can't even say I fully fuck with Sheamus. I fuck with Cesaro. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're still together, but yet then a sure thing, a sure thing gets split up. Like I don't get it. It makes no
1: sense, but I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make no sense, man. And and you know, you're selling merch, and you gotta you got an unstoppable monster in Rusev who was just in the WWE title picture a couple months ago, and now he's just relegated to let's beef with our our mouthpiece. Like, mm-hmm. it makes no sense. I don't
0: know what they're doing. Road dog. We need answers, dog. All I can say is hopefully this shit shakes out to something at the end. Hopefully it's not just some dumb shit. Like, yeah, hopefully they do swerve us and it ain't nothing sexual. It's just like some something. Let it be something, but not just some, yeah, I saw this shit coming a mile away. Also up on SmackDown, uh, Samoa Joe makes a house call. <laughs> Took it to AJ Styles' residence. I'm I'm sorry through the door. Like, if they wanted to, I understand this is storyline. But, if, like, if they wanted to make it believable, like, this nigga AJ don't have Styles on his motherfucking mailbox, man. Like, come on, man. Like, y'all could have made it a little realistic and put his real last name. And then the announcers could have played it up. Like, oh, that's that's... As AJ, You know, however, you know, you could have played it up that way. But the, that shit I was rolling when he showed the mailbox and it said Styles on it. That shit just made me fucking chuckle. But I, before I get into my shit, I want to ask, what is your opinion about this shit? This is like he's been compl- not complaining, but uh, threatening to, you know, go around AJ's family. He's never said what he's going to do. But he keeps making these claims and threats about going to AJ's house, going around to see Wendy and all this other shit. Like, what is your take on this?
1: Uh, so if you're gonna have somebody go, if you're gonna have people feuding, and you're gonna have somebody go to somebody's house, you guys might as well pull up a fucking attitude air move and had the Brian Pillman stone cold shit. That's the way I felt about it. Have fucking AJ waiting in there with a gun. <laughs> Because you know he has guns.
0: no, nah, man. Don't go in my crib, bro. <laughs> yeah.
1: I obviously have, you know, just set it up like how, how they did it back then. But I don't know. I mean, to me, I don't know. It's just the storyline's kind of getting stale to me. Um, Like, I, I want to see him wrestle, but this, this, the storyline overall is stale to me. Like, okay, we get it, man. Like, you're obsessed with his family or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: something to that
1: effect. Something to that effect, or maybe you never had a family, so you're yearning for one Uh, but i don't know i mean that's whatever uh it was just another just another segment you know i just i'm here to listen to samoa joe say oh wendy that's like my only
0: that's only thing i really want to hear from this yeah to me i'm just with the whole family shit it's just getting a little old to me because yeah what are you going to do? Are you going to kidnap his children? are you going to kidnap his wife or is any or are you just taking selfies on his front porch and that's it and you got A j terrified by that like, i w- i w- like, i, w- I want to know
1: is he out here on this on his six nine he pulled up to his house, did a thirty second clip, and then walked off What are we really doing? Yeah, it's wild.
0: Yeah, I don't know man Other than that uh, Not too much for me personally stood out for Smackdown I mean they had the Truth TV segment Which was like I, I, I will say this I will give R-Truth his little props Since his return he has been kind of funny Without being super cheesy yeah, So right. I don't know if this is his last hurrah And he's just making the best of it By whatever they give him But salute to you You are actually not something that I'm going to turn the channel on When you come on even even with you being paired with Carmella, I'm not turning the channel. So, if anything, you're kind of helping her get over a little bit. She's not so heelish anymore since she's been, you know, doing these little segments with him and shit. So, I don't know if that's the plan, but that's what looks like what's happening. Um, I guess, yeah, we can just go to NXT, I guess. Uh... Oh, no, not even NXT, 205 Live. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, 205 Live, we had two... Pretty dope matches this week, man. The first one being, uh, Noam Dar versus Leo Rush. First time matchup. I gotta say I was, I was pretty impressed. I mean, I, I already rock with Leo. So, I mean, it wasn't like he did anything too impressive that made me sway in his direction. But just their ring work together and shit, considering this is supposedly their first time. Well, at least in WWE working against each other. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh... At one point, towards the end of the match, Leo Rush hit his ass with a crazy fucking roundhouse kick. That shit looked crazy. Like, it straight connected to the face. Like, damn, okay. Yeah, yeah I know exactly Like, man, that's why I was like, okay. Like, I, I really had no complaints about that shit, man. So I was like, yeah, that first match to start off the show, okay. Okay, that was a pretty good way. Like, I, what what did you feel about the match? Uh, I liked, I liked how it started with, uh,
1: you had no no Amdar trail in his ass. You know how yeah uh, keeping Leo, up with him <laughs> yeah yeah he was actually keeping up with him. So that was pretty dope to see because everybody's wrestled so far hasn't had an answer for that yeah. So at least we had an answer for that. Um, like you said, that fucking roundhouse was serious, man. He just turned around and he just fucking <laughs> just lead his him. ass <laughs> just boom. Um, but I would definitely like to see another match between these two. Hopefully, um and what you know basically i want to know what are we going to do with leo cuz I, I don't want i don't want, i don't want to have
0: this rivalry have another match and then leo is off for tv for 2 3 weeks nah fuck that like like he even tweeted uh that 6 fit. he's 6 and 0 oh now i even tweeted to him like yeah so that means title shot next right like what the fuck are we doing here you're 6 and 0 oh. so yes go ahead super showdowns coming up Buddy Murphy gets his crack at Cedric. Regardless of how that shit shakes out, Leo should be next. So in case if Cedric lose, in case Cedric loses, okay, whatever. You get your rematch at some eventual point, but Leo should be up next without question. And that's not even a knock towards Mustafa Ali or any of the guys in Lucha House Party. Yeah. He's, yeah, the, really? he's, he's the new hottest addition. The crowd seems to be taken to him. It's a man of the hour. Just, just, just go with it, man. Twenty, twenty-three-year-old piece of gold, man. These man, uh, it's just, it's crazy when you get these young guys that are twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, even twenty-four. Because it's like, yeah, you guys could be crazy talented by the time you're twenty-eight, like twenty-nine. Hell, by the time you're thirty, imagine the kind of things that they're gonna accomplish if they stay in this company. So it's just crazy when you see this this, this young ass talent come in and and be at the level that they're already at. And still have so much room to improve.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, and Noah No is only twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. mean th- 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 this could be a matchup that we'll see in five, six years that'll fucking tear the house down. Yep. So I mean it's it's always exciting to see it, but you know, it's you know, barring any domestic violence or <laughs> or, or know, any, any other any type of fuckery
0: shit. to prevent it from happening.
1: Yeah, you know, you don't wanna you don't wanna go out like Richwan, Poor guy. Now he's he's stuck in purgatory. It's fucked.
0: For real. And then the Mustafa Ali versus Hideo Itami match, man. Like, Hideo's been on fire ever since he started doing this, like, very ruthless heel angle shit that he's been doing. And Mustafa Ali, he's been showing out for the longest. Like, he's been earning his keep on 205 Live. So you put those two things together, and we just got what we got, which was another great match. Um I believe there was a spot on the outside. I'm just thinking of the only spot that really stood out to me. It was a great match all together. I mean, with your same traditional shit that would happen any other time. But they were fighting on the outside, and Mustafa went to go, like, jump on the stairs, and, like, he was going to do a moonsault or some shit off him, and then I guess fucking Hideo just caught him, just kicked him in his shit. Like, okay, unexpected, out of nowhere. Those are the kind of spots I like, not where it's like, okay, they're heading over this way. You know what's coming next, like so. I like that. That that's the one spot to me that stood out through that whole match. Uh, what did you think about it though?
1: Uh you know, it's just it's the same. You know, same matchup we've had before. Yeah. Another dope match, because you know if you put these two in the ring, it's hard to fuck. You know, have a fucked up match or a bad match. Um, just now, what are we doing with Mustafa? That's what I want to know because now that he's been out with injury. He already lost a Hideo before he fucking yeah. left for injury. Now he lost again.
0: He's going to have to take the Johnny Gargano route. He's going to have to slowly build himself back up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But then first
0: overcome Hideo and then after that, yeah, just cuz you got that one victory now, you still got some more to go. So you're yeah. going to have to work your well, way up. See see that's the problem with, you know, people losing multiple matches back
1: to back to back cuz then it's like, well, you kind of ruin their character a little bit. Now you have to build them back up. And to, for for me, I don't know how too, how long 205 Live is going to be on the air. Yeah. For, for, for me, and I don't know. I haven't seen any rumors about them going off the air. But at this point, you know, it's it really is. And, like, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but it is a dying product. Like, we're having two matches a fucking week now.
0: I just feel like they got too much going on right now. And, yeah, that's and, what it is. And, and, they're doing way just, too much. And that's just why it's become, like, the you know the least thing they think about because they got so many fucking pay-per-views going on, so many different angles going on. You got Mae Young Classic, plus you got the UK shit. Yeah, so, I mean, that that would just be my guess. I mean, I still, I'm still being hopeful that shit will pick back up and it'll be business as usual and we'll start getting, you know, maybe some new talent. You know, maybe these tag belts will finally get introduced or something because they do need a secondary. They need something along with new talent, but... It all remains to be seen. We're gonna have to wait it out and see how that shit goes. But staying on Wednesday, but switching over to NXT, it was a it was a pretty decent night, but like not too much like, you know, newsworthy enough for me to wanna be like, Man, we gotta sit down and break this down, man. The one thing I gotta question and I like, do you agree I gotta ask you this, do you agree that Adam Cole's rematch for the North American championship has to be a triple threat? Yeah, for what though? Explain yourself.
1: Because uh, he interfered in their match. So
0: it happens all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, he, he yeah, but but, he, but Randy's he has, interfering but in all the he, time. He's matches. a repeat offender. He keeps doing the shit. He keeps interfering in people's matches. He's fucked with people. Well, you want your fucking rematch? Well, the guy that you fucked out of his championship match. Now he gets in on your championship match. That's the way I feel about it. I felt like William Regal was like, you know what? I'm tired of you always. And then because he tried to come in there and try to demand shit. then it's like, well, you kind of interfered in somebody else's match last week. So, I mean, I, could, I guess I'd like it. Because anytime you can fucking put Pete Dunne in a match with anybody, I'm going to like it. <clears throat> but I felt like it had a little bit of a background because, yeah, he was interfering. And he did fuck up somebody else's championship uh, opportunity.
0: I just, I mean, I, they play, I mean, they pretty much crossed all their T's and dotted all their I's because, you know, about the whole, oh, you know, you wanted Dunn to soften them up. Oh, you never asked me for a rematch. Like, so they covered all their bases right there so nobody from the outside could really ask too many questions. But it's just like, Dunn's fine. He has his own fucking brand and a championship for over 400 days. Like, this is not even in an ignorant way, but get him the fuck off of NXT. There's he has no business there. You've been champ for over 400 days with this championship. You have your own brand. Why are we wasting a spot for him to be on NXT? We should be getting Ricochet versus Cole too, and however the fuck they do it, whatever. He can retain. He could fucking lose it back to Cole. I don't really care. It's gonna be another good match, but I I just don't agree with that shit. Like, what are y'all pussyfooting around with the UK brand for? Y'all been taping since what, June, July? Okay, let's get the shit edited and put it on the fucking network already. Like, they're dragging their feet with the UK brand. Now we got Dunn doing some shit that's not going to mean anything at the end of the day. So now that pretty much just tells me that Cole's definitely not getting the belt back. So now I'm really not interested in that match, me personally. Because it's like, it's just going to be some more bullshit. Somehow, some way, Ricochet is going to win. Dunn ain't going to win. He's fine. He's a fucking... UK champion for over 400 days. I got to keep stressing that point. Like he's fine. He doesn't need the North American. It should be focused on Ricochet and Cole only right now. I don't know. I I, I feel like, I feel like, uh, Pete could,
1: I'd fucking. Oh, I mean that's
0: not saying anything about his wrestling. Of course he's a great well, wrestler. Well, but
1: well, I, I'm saying I I want him to get as much exposure as possible. Like I I'd, I'd fucking pull him
0: up on Raw like they used to have him. And I have him on NXT. And I have him on the UK shit. You might that's, as well. I mean, fuck, you guys are making this title reign so long and shit. Like, this, you guys are going to bite yourselves in the ass, man. You you guys are doing too much, and you're not using them enough. But besides this one hour of NXT that, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's how I'm just looking at it. Like, I fuck with him. I'm a fan of him. I love his ring style, but it's not even anything about that. It's just you got your own brand. You guys got to be using them other ways besides interjecting them into some shit that is fine without them. It's not like, damn, you know what? A third person's missing in this Cole and Ricochet rivalry. We need another face in this shit. And it it didn't need it. So that's just, I I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. I mean, I guess we can wait and see how the, I mean, I'm not going to say the match is going to be trash. It's just, I'm not too interested in it. As opposed to how I would be if it was just a Ricochet versus Dunn match or a Ricochet versus Cole match. This triple threat shit kind of doesn't do it for me anymore. I'm kind of burnt out on triple threats. Was there anything else on NXT that stood out to you? Because that was it. That was the only thing I was going to talk about. I, was just, just I mean,
1: that. it's the same old, same old dream was talking spicy. Yeah. Oh, uh, I did kind of want to talk about the chopper shit. Um, y'all, okay, I don't know what the fuck y'all are doing. Like, y'all, got, y'all guys got this guy as champion. And then you're going to send him off and have him with a big ass dude that's whooping his ass the whole match. And of course, He's you know, he pulled off the W
0: champion fucking material. That's my point. Like, I've been trying to say like, bro. like,
1: like y'all are fucking yourselves over on that shit. Like that, that match made no fucking
0: sense to me. There was no reason for the match. Your NXT champion just basically got taken to the limit by a fucking glorified tag team jobber by a fucking jobber. Like, but that's your champion. Though. That, that's the Bro, you're fucking your own brand. Yeah. Like you, you guys are doing it to
1: yourself. I That match made zero fucking sense booking-wise.
0: At least put him in there with, fuck, I'd have rather seen a Keith Lee or somebody, fucking Kona Reeves. And this, and this goes back to my point a couple weeks ago about how he ain't going to be shit outside of NXT. If this bum-ass dude from Heavy Machinery's doing that, what the fuck you think is going to happen when fucking Rusev gets his hands on him? What do you think is going to happen Shit's if KO done. gets his hands on him? What do you think is going to happen if Drew, hell, Dean, anybody on the main roster? That nigga's a bum, bro. He's not NXT champion material. It's a bad look. It's a dark time. It's a dark cloud over NXT right now, and I don't mean to be funny or even try to argue about it. Those are facts right now. Ever since this nigga's become champion, it seems like the product in general fucking went down. fucking shorter matches fucking it's just what is going on this is a dark time in nxt they need to get the fucking belt off of him i don't care who they put it on but champa is a failed experiment okay the crowd chants fuck you champa what that doesn't mean it's a good thing that's not like an eminem salute like yeah I, i salute you by giving you the middle finger type shit on some stone cold shit either it's not one of those scenarios like this is a failed fucking project here Unfortunately, Alex, uh, Aleister Black got injured. So, of course, you know, regardless, you had to move in a different direction. The shit with Johnny Gargano happened. That little injury scare. But, I mean, some you got too much talent, man. It, it gots to be it, it to be time for a change at this War Games. You got into War Games. That belt got to come off of him. I don't give a fuck about these cheating ways and how heelish he is. I don't care. The shit's boring. It's really fucking boring. Yeah, you're right. Like, I and, and I was a fan of the tag team, Ciampa. I was a fan of the fucking rivalry, even though towards the end between him and Gargano it started getting stretched out a little bit. But this whole NXT championship run has been trash to me, man. Somebody. Anybody. Anybody. <laughs> but... That's all I could really think of to really yeah, say, but, man. Yeah, but, I
1: mean, besides that, I mean, Velveteen was talking his yeah, shit, yeah. but that's about it.
0: Yeah, he, he's he's just great, man. He's, he's never not great. And that's what it sounds fucked up to say, but that's why I don't cover him as much on the show because it's like, yeah, it's just another great, you know, promo from Dream. He was just talking that cash shit again, like, yeah, we know. He said it last week, too, and the week before that, that's just what Dream does. He's just, it's just you know, he it's needs typical. to be called up or I don't something. know. It just looks like he's fed up and he wants to go to the main roster.
1: Something. Like, that's the way That's the way he came off to me this week was, like, he was just tired of talking to the reporter. He was tired of this shit, tired of talking about Johnny. This man Same wants to go to the main yeah, roster. Yeah, that's
0: what I'm saying. He's over it.
1: <laughs> but I, I don't want him to go to the main roster because I know they're going to fuck it up. I know that they're gonna fuck up Felton. Yeah. and that's something that you damn near can't fuck up. But somehow, yeah, they love doing that. he won't go shit. to SmackDown, he'll go straight to Raw. Yep, and Raw will he will get he'll buried get lost on Raw. In the shuffle. He'll he'll be fucking fucking dark matching it. That shit ain't cool.
0: Yeah, that'll do it as far as NXT goes. But now we can finally give y'all our quick little recap and take on the fucking first round of the May Young Classic. Now, some of these women are returning competitors from last year, so we're from somewhat familiar with some of them, but there's a couple of fresh faces. Um, I'm just going to rattle off some of the matches. If you got a take or anything, just let me know if I'll do the same. But uh, from episode one, we had Tegan Knox versus Zatara.
1: Yeah. Uh, I thought the way the video package set up Zatara, I was like, okay, Okay, maybe she be might be good, but it was a quick match and uh Tegan Knox really like polished her off pretty quick. So I mean I like Tegan Knox, but I was a little surprised that, you know, they built that girl up just for her to get washed real quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like they, they pull us in a direction where it's like, you know, once they get to talking about their, their, you know, history and what they've done, it's like, okay, now you can see, you know, this is a vet or, you know, a multiple time champion, whatever the situation may call for. So it's like when they do that kind of shit it's like okay i guess you bring them out here to lose yeah. i guess whatever all that cool shit that you just rattled off and named off N- meant, nothing, meant nothing i guess <laughs> like okay i guess cool uh yeah that was that was a decent match i didn't i mean i was happy to see a female in a mask yeah cuz you know wwe doesn't really seem to do that shit but we're starting to get that with this tournament which i'm i'm happy for cuz i was just talking about that a couple podcasts ago about how I wish WWE would start implementing that shit a little bit. So I thought that was cool. Um, uh, what was your thought on the MJ Jenkins versus Rhea Ripley match?
1: I really like Rhea.
0: Yeah, I, she kind of made a fan of me of that match. Not so much for the MJ Jenkins girl. Like she,
1: yeah, she was she was stale to me. Yeah, like, she didn't do she shit for work. me.
0: But uh, Rhea Ripley, though, for me not being too uh, informed on her, I'm like, okay, I could rock with her. I can see why they're gonna probably have her do big things in the NXT UK brand. Like, okay,
1: I, I can see it, and uh, and she's a little bit taller too. So she, I mean, she's not a small girl. I mean, yeah. not like like weight wise, but she's like taller. Like she, she could after this UK shit, she, I could see her on the main brand. Yeah,
0: definitely. So she has a future in the company for sure. Uh, Lacey Lane versus Vanessa Craven. Man, I, I'll start off on this one. Like I told you off mic, I was disappointed in Lacey Lane because seeing gifts and shit online and video clips online and then, you know, the video packages they put together for the girls before their matches, she looked very interesting. Like, okay, this is what's up. And then when you get in the match, it's a lot of stalling, sloppiness, slow motion. It's just like, yo, this is not going to cut it on NXT. Maybe you need... Another year or two, you know, down at the PC maybe. I mean, because I believe she did sign a deal with the NXT, so she is down there in Florida training at the PC. But yeah, Lacey Lane. eh. Yeah, she uh, cheer her her ring work reminded me of like an old school WWE
1: diva. Like it was just slow. The moves didn't really look like they did any damage.
0: Most of the damn strikes didn't even look like they were connecting. That's why I'm just like, yeah, you. it's not your time right now.
1: Yeah, she needs work.
0: And I was more impressed with Vanessa Craven. Yeah. Uh, 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 unknown to me. I didn't know her whatsoever. But, I mean, like, a decent-sized girl, bigger than Lacey Lane. Uh, She was towering over her. But, like, yeah, I was more impressed by her and her ring work in that match. So that was just kind of disappointing on Lacey Lane's part, though. I, I had higher expectations for that one. Uh, Miko... Satomura versus Killer Kelly what was your take on that one the Japanese legend versus the star from uh, NXT UK
1: I was really excited to see the Japanese legend I thought she showed up Um, I like Killer Kelly I like both of them I like both of them so I mean I can't say I can't say I have a favorite over the other but I I, I thought they both did good
0: yeah. yeah, Killer Kelly, she impressed me with the UK shit, yeah. you know, from the tournament when we first got introduced to her. She yeah. she she did it for me then, so I'm like, okay, you got my attention. And Satomura, man, all the hype was worth it, I guess. Yeah. I remember reading online when they first announced it, like, holy shit, she's a big thing in Japan. This is great for the tournaments. This is a big get for WWE to even have her just for the tournament, blah, 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 blah. And to see her work, it's like, yeah. Yeah, uh, it wasn't overhyped to me. It was she's a she's good. She's good. I would I mean, I don't know how long much longer she plans on wrestling, not that she's super old or anything like that. I don't know how long she plans on wrestling, but if I was WWE, I would try to work something out where. But
1: but that's the thing that that's the reason why I can't take one, one over the other is cuz Killer Kelly's going to have plenty of time yeah we don't know how long this other girl's gonna have oh that's what i'm
0: saying killer kelly's fine she got the uk or the uk brand they're they're good they got their own shit like sadomora she could fucking go work for nxt and then she could possibly be a trainer down there too to help put it this way the way i can uh, describe it to you is okay you'll have your little run it might not even conclude with you being an nxt women champion you might just have some great matches with some of the girls down there but when it wraps up and you're done be a trainer at the PC and help the women that they signed from Japan to get acclimated to America. I would, I, me
1: personally, I, I wouldn't even bring her on NXT. <laughs> I'd, I'd either pull her up to a main roster or have her as a trainer just because I feel like she can help out the younger talent. She's been around for years. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I would,
0: I'd probably have her probably debut on
1: SmackDown or something. Cause she's such a legend.
0: Yeah, she could do good on the on the main show, but like I if they did what they did with Oscar, even with her being a legend, I can't even guarantee her safety on the main shows. Yeah. So I mean, in a sense I can see what you're saying like either main show or, or what you call it, but like or trainer, but like to me like yeah, NXT just do a short run. I don't know who she could do a program with. But that would basically be up to her if she still feels like she wants to do more in american wrestling before she was the transition like yeah you could have a program with anybody literally nikki cross anybody down there bianca belair anybody and then when it's done just wrap it up like because you would get more respect and better treatment you know in nxt than what you're gonna get yeah when you first debut on raw or smackdown they'll hype it up about how you're a vet for this long and yada yada but it's gonna fade just like the shit with oscar faded so it's, it wouldn't no, last. No, the
1: shit with Asuka faded because they fucked it up, not because of Oscar. No, they just they felt like Carmelo was more important. They fucked that up, not because of Oscar. It was just the. That's f-
0: what I'm saying. Everybody and everything is gonna be more important than her on the main roster. Yeah, you're right. Like yeah. a- like anybody would. Anybody's gonna be more important than her. So that's you know because that's not their homegrown WWE talent. So. Though they they ain't gonna have no loyalty towards her, I would feel. Uh, on episode two, we got started off with Deanna Perrazzo versus Priscilla Kelly. What was your take on that? While let you start it off, I'm a big Deanna
1: Prado fan. Yeah, um, she's been impressing me for a while. Um, I didn't necessarily know why she was in the tournament though, because she's already been on NXT. Yeah, so it didn't make sense to me, just because you know that that could be another spot for another girl to get some exposure. But, I mean, I I love Deanna Prazo's ring work, and I thought it was a pretty good match for her.
0: Yeah. yeah, Priscilla Kelly caught my attention, too. Like, I wouldn't mind her getting picked up just for the simple fact that, like, it wasn't – she didn't do anything bad, in my opinion. Like, out of all the other unknowns that I don't know that's been performing on this tournament so far at this point, I'm like, yeah, she, she caught my eye. Like, you ain't sloppy. You're not seeming like you're timing everything so much. You're not botching, like, a shit ton. So I'm like, okay, you know, already know, you know, Deanna's been signed to NXT, so she, I can't say, oh, sign her. But, yeah, I feel Priscilla Kelly should get signed. Oh, man, I don't even really want to talk about this match the next one. Yeah, year. I was going to say, let's skip the this one. The and Ariel Monroe, that was just a mech match, man. I didn't do shit for me, no entertainment value whatsoever. Uh, the Casey Contanzaro, however you say her last name, versus Reyna Gonzalez, that match was pretty cool uh casey's fucking athletic as hell like i told you off mic i feel like she could maybe possibly be a fucking you know female ricochet not doing a fucking 630 centon or no shit like that but she could be doing some cool flippy shit with the more practice she has at the pc and uh reina gonzalez man that's a big girl she's 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 pretty fucking tall so I feel like, I mean, she's already got an NXT deal, so I can't sit there and be like, oh, sign her. She's already signed. But let's start getting her on the show a little bit. Like, I mean, I wouldn't, even if it's a squash match, I wouldn't mind getting her on the show every now and then. As I, opposed to just using the same women over and over. What, what really blows me, and I'll, I'll get to the Casey girl
1: in a bit, but, like, this girl is tall. Like, she's towering over the ref. Like you know, she's a big girl when she's going, going in the going in the ring in the second rope. Yeah. Like you know, she's big, and uh, I was really shocked she lost the match. I was like, cause she was handling that little girl yeah. like like it was nothing. And obviously, you know, they have a lot of stock in that, you know, uh, Ultimate Warrior
0: or uh, yeah, the Ninja Warrior. Yeah, Ninja shit. Warrior. So yeah, they hype that up a lot whenever they speak about her. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I they mean, had to it put makes sense. Over.
1: But yeah, you know, I. I I would have been had her come in on NXT and uh, maybe bump into Lacey Evans or something. Yeah. Hey, watch where you are going, you know, something like that. But I mean, I definitely like Casey. She her 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 ceiling is through the fucking roof. Like yeah. she her potential is very high. So I I really hope you know they have her in the PC training with the right people. Yeah. I would I like I I would like for her to keep going with her flippy shit, but learn a little bit of strong style too with it. That shit would be dope to me.
0: Returning competitor Mercedes Martinez versus Ashley Lane, aka Madison Rain. Um, to me it was a solid match, solid match. Uh, my only complaint about was the, about it was the res- end result. Like I told you off, mic, I just don't see why they would bring her in and hype it up, you know, because then when they announced it, they did hype it up a little bit about her participating and just for her to be a first round elimination. Like, I also, like I told you off mic, I don't know if it's because she had the commitment to all in or what the hell the case may have been, but, like, I just feel like that was a wasted spot. Like, why even have her there just to, you know, like I said, she's she's a vet. Like, she shouldn't have been eliminated in the first round to fucking Mercedes Martinez. And, there's no, and that's not even no swipe at her. Like, I think she's a decent competitor, you know, herself. But, like, no, nah, you don't bring in a vet like that that's been on T V that's a multiple time women's champion, multiple time women's tag team champion. Nah, that's that's not how you do that one.
1: Yeah, uh I thought I thought the match was pretty dope. Um I didn't know who Mercedes Martinez was, but uh I would not mind her being an NXT whatsoever. Obviously Ashley Rain showed out it all in, so I know a little bit about her. Um I didn't think she did as good. In this match, as she did it all in, but you know that was that was four girls that were going all out. So I mean, that's a little bit of a different. And then are familiar
0: with each other on top of that. Yeah, just, yeah, we're not just so, working because so, we're doing a tournament together. Like we actually do this shit. So, so I'm not I'm
1: not gonna like judge extra hard on her, but you know, I I thought overall it was a pretty good match though,
0: and I definitely like to see both in NXT. For sure, for sure. Hopefully, well, I guess. Fuck, we're, yeah, I guess Madison Rayne signed a one-year deal with Ring of Honor, I believe. So, hey, hopefully after this year's up, yeah, I'd still be open to her coming over to the yellow brand, man. Uh, episode three opened up with a uh, returning Caitlin, facing the first Indian uh, wrestler on the WWE roster, Kavita V. To me, it was just it was just more or less of them. I mean, they were both some big, strong women. You know, even muscular-wise, they both had a little bit of guns on them. You know what I mean? But I feel like it was just a build-up match just for Caitlyn to get reintroduced to the crowd. So I knew for a fact that uh, Kavita wasn't going to win. But, I mean, uh, it was a solid match all in all. I mean, the girl, Kavita, looks like she could possibly be something in the future, just with a little bit more work on her and ring work a little bit. It feels like she was, like, a little slow on certain things. But other than that, I don't have too many gripes about her. So, I mean, she's obviously already under contract with WWE, Maybe in the future she can turn into something not super special, but something we'll be wanting to look forward to on a match.
1: They're definitely going to want that Indian crowd. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. But Caitlyn, though, I would like to say, considering I watched her matches back when she was still with the roster back in the day, uh, she looks a little bit better than what she was doing back then. I don't know who she's training with since she's you know been on her comeback tour, but whoever she's been training with, she seems like she's working a lot better than what she did before, so I, de- I want to throw that out there for sure because she was around during the typical diva shit so it's not like you had to be too impressive so to see the little bit of improvements i saw in the in that show i'm like okay i'm happy you're back i don't care what brand you end up on it's, it's a good thing that you came back home uh tony storm versus jenny my only complaint about that one is, I feel like since we've already, we're if we haven't already, we're going to see this happen on the NXT UK brand. We could have just had a different matchup. Yeah. It was still a good match, but I mean, we, we're going to see this shit probably a hundred times over on the UK brand or some form of it. So, eh, Tony Storm went over, couldn't really complain. Didn't expect Jenny to win, anyways. Uh, next match was Karen Q versus Zaya Lee. That one was pretty dope. Started off like a Mortal Kombat game and shit. You know, what I mean, with the salutes and the fucking standoff poses, like that was that was a pretty good match. Uh, what was your take on it? Did, did either of them impress you or anything? Both of them did. That's dude. what's um, up. I uh,
1: obviously they they would be great on NXT, but I don't know what their contract situations are. They they probably have a contract somewhere else. I'm guessing.
0: If anybody was smart, they would snatch them up.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Triple H usually smart about that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, both of them were good, and ah, uh, which one was the better one though? Not the one that looked like uh, she was an actual Mortal Kombat character. Oh, the other Ziya one. Lee. Yeah, Nia Lee was, or Ziya Lee was definitely the better one of the two, though. I would say.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can agree with you on that one. Uh, the last match of episode three: Maya Yim or Mia Yim versus Allison K. To me it, it was just another decent match. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't nothing like where, you know, the first round was decent. That's the best word that I can use to describe it. It wasn't nothing that I could tell you listeners to go out of your way and actually watch, except for what? Maybe mm-hmm. the Casey and Reyna Gonzalez match.
1: Karen Q's I
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and then that one, yeah, that one was pretty hard.
1: Yeah, but that's about it. Though. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, just as a, it was just another basic match. What, uh, yeah, Mia Yim ended up going over. Uh, and that was it for episode three. And then episode four, which just aired this past week, we started off with Rachel Evers, the daughter of Paul Ellering, versus Hiroyo Masumoto. I was kind of impressed with both. I kind of would like WWE to sign both. I don't know what their bank account's looking like if they got the room like that to be signing all these people from this tournament, but I wouldn't be mad if they both got a deal. What about you?
1: Not at all. Uh, I was surprised Paul Ellering's daughter uh, lost. Yeah. yeah. That, that That's what kind of shocked me from this episode. I was like, oh, well, you figured, you know, with her background, she would have she got that W, but I don't know. I guess not. Yeah.
0: Uh, the Tanera Conti and fucking Jesse Alaban match, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of it. I wasn't a fan of it. The uh, the girl with the black belt with the yellow attire that's from Brazil, like, I get it. She's been around in NXT for a couple years, and you guys, you know, you try to throw them a bone, like how you guys are doing with Aaliyah right now. She's been with the company for a couple years, ain't did shit. Throw her a bone, let her get some time, you know, get a little push. I get it. But that match just didn't do shit for me. The whole uh, Jesse Alaban with her whole, not that she was doing a whole bunch of goofy shit in the match itself, but this whole bubbly, kitty personality shit, like, I, I'm not a fan of that. It's, it's, somebody will be a fan of it, but that shit ain't for me. Uh, so, yeah, I really didn't have no real interest in that match. I was more or less waiting on, like, the, the our next two matches. We're going to get into uh, Nicole Matthews versus Isla Don. Gotta apologize, we've been saying fucking Isla Dawn since the start of this podcast. But I could have swore that's how they were calling it on the UK show, that's why we started saying that. But yeah, it's Isla Dawn. But yeah, her versus uh, Nicole Matthews. Uh, I'll let you start this one off, since it's it's your girl.
1: Uh, Who the fuck is Nicole Matthews, and how is she getting a W over Isla? I mean, no offense to her, I mean, it's not like she was horrible or nothing, but... Like, you got a notable girl that's going to be on one of your brands. Um, I just, I don't understand the reasoning behind the booking. I guess, you know, she's already known and she already has publicity. And she's going to have her fan base no matter what. And she's going to be on a brand. And we don't, I don't know what this girl's contract situation is. But, I don't know, this shit didn't make sense. Um, I didn't think her in-work was good enough. Uh... But, I mean, I don't know. I guess. I guess. She's bigger. I guess. um, But I wouldn't have had to, uh, Isla lose the first round. That just
0: didn't fucking make sense to me. That's another thing I can agree with. That just didn't. Yeah, I'm not even like it's not like I'm a super mark for her or anything, but I don't agree with her losing in the first round, though. That was just kind of silly. At least, at silly. least
1: wait till the next round.
0: Yeah, if she would have been a second round exit, okay, whatever. But, like, for her to get washed in the first round, I don't agree with that at all. And then the main event in the last match of uh, the round one, EO Shirai versus Zaya Brookside. I've heard things for like the past two years, like last year when the Mae Young Classic happened, that's when I first started hearing about Eo and how she's the best women's wrestler in the world and WWE's interested, but then the injury thing came up, so they passed on her and yada, yada, yada. Fast forward to this year is she's fucking great. She's great. Like, I don't know what it is, man, but Japan has, like, Japan women, Japanese women have, like, a thing when it comes to wrestling. They just they just dig into it, and they know what the fuck they're doing, it seems like, to me at least, because they all are great. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, are you all just dope? Yeah. Like, seriously, like, I mean, uh, here in America, this shit's hit and miss. You can get you a couple good ones on one brand but that's like fucking rare but every one of you guys that even come around on the May Young have been good so it's just like damn man like um Zia Brookside she's fucking 19 years old kind of felt bad cause I'm like you know she ain't winning man like it just kind of sucked going into it because you knew she didn't have a fucking chance but it was just like it, w- it was still decent she's hey her potential's through the roof like you said too so her shit's can end up anywhere, but like just mostly speaking on EO though, like, yeah. She signed to WWE officially. She's gonna be in NXT. I'm excited to see where the fuck that goes. I need to see her versus Kyrie since we couldn't get a Kyrie versus Asuka match. I'm definitely gonna need a, a EO and Kyrie.
1: I I don't know, man. Like I but this is just more of the wrestling fan of me. I'd pull her straight up to SmackDown and straight straight in with Asuka. Her her ring work was bar none. Like her transitions, the way she was just snatching up that little nineteen year old like she was nothing. It was just wild to see. uh she might fuck around and be the best women's wrestler in the world right now. That's a very that's a high possibility. Um, for but that nineteen year old man, she man keep working for being nineteen. You got a hell of potential. I thought it was Ruby Wright's little sister, but that's just me. <laughs> Um, just imagine, though being 19 years old and you're wrestling the best person in your, in your profession, like you're going up against the best person in your profession. Like that's, that's wild. You know, I, I hope she keeps working. I don't know what her contract situation is, but you know, you're 19 years old. The sky's the limit for you too. So, I mean, yeah, keep
0: it going. But yeah, uh, the other girl, she's going to be, she's going to be big. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm ready for it. This Mae Young and evolution pay per view needs to go on with it already. I'm ready for her to see her become an actual thing on Wednesday nights. Um but yeah, with that being said, it looks like that's gonna bring it to the end of the show this week. Next week it's back to business as usual. And uh, No
1: nah, wait, oh no, showdown. Showdown's not until next week, right? No. Nah.
0: So, yeah, uh, yeah. next week it'll be just back to business. Uh, we're going to be waiting until the whole second round of May Young is done, and then we'll be capturing, you know, giving you guys our recap on that, just like we did this week with round one. But until then, I've been Fredo, my co-host Eddie, and we're going to end up hollering at y'all. All right, guys. <laughs>